It was just like a saucer just sitting in the air. Travis had that door open and was getting out. And all of a sudden, this foolish light came out. It was blind panic, white knuckles. I hollered out, they got him. Travis! Travis! He was nowhere to be found. This is real life. This is what happened to a man and six other of his crew members. presented by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the century university. A study on the wise field. everybody welcome to episode 309 of the Arn Jacob Do America podcast. I'm your host in the place to be Mr. Jacob Pete and sitting right across from me is the brown recluse Mr. Art Trail. Art say hello to the millions. And millions what the fuck is going on guys? Guys go to kmancoffee.com check out their entire inventory. They got the coffee beans, they got the hibiscus tea, they got the cacao butter, they got everything your heart desires. That's it. Summertime's <laughs> coming up. They got shorts. They got shorts. Uh, use promo code America at checkout to receive 50% off. Uh, tell them Art Jacob sent you. Take a picture of yourself wearing the, the shorts, drinking the coffee, doing whatever your heart desires. Tag us. Tag them. We appreciate it. They appreciate it. And speaking of sponsors, guys, make sure you head on over to SucreApparel.com where our other sponsor lives. Uh, we're also the great and powerful Nicole Smith-Bosch has put together an illustrious array of merchandise for your consumption pleasures. So uh, head on over there. Um, I believe the next holiday is Cinco de Mayo. Is that even a real holiday? I think that's just like yeah. some shit that like white people, like white people it. celebrate it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the Mexicans beat the French. It's we like St. Patrick's Day. Dude. Yeah, it's like a fake holiday. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, if uh, you want to celebrate Cinco de Mayo, uh, change the narrative, if you will, as opposed to wearing a racially insensitive uh, Mario mustache and a, yeah. a necessary sombrero and a poncho and going out for Taco Tuesday. Uh, instead of doing all that bullshit shenanigans, guys, honor your favorite one and a half Mexicans on your favorite podcast. Head on over to Sucre Apparel. Buy all the merchandise that Nicole has created with her own two lovely hands. Uh, but before you hit checkout, guys, I need you to enter promo code Art and Jacob, and Nicole will give you 10% off your entire purchase. But Art, uh, we're not here to talk about the culturally appropriation of our Mexican culture or <laughs> or uh, shorts that you could buy at cavemancoffee.com. Art, what are we here to talk about today? This one's long overdue, man. Guys, we're here to talk about Travis Walton. 
one of the most famous UFO abduction cases, famous UFO cases in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've seen the movie Fire in the Sky, then you are familiar with Travis Walton or the Travis Walton story. Um, if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, the biggest <laughs> podcast out there, one of his most famous interviews is with Travis Walton. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kind of a kind of a big guy in the UFO community. Correct. Kind of a recluse himself. Tough to get a hold of, but um, he is, he's kind of the, uh, he's kind of the most famous abductee of of all time. I even heard it like, given the moniker of the most credible alien abduction story, and I guess a lot of alien abduction stories, whether real or fake, kind of take a lot of cues from this. I know you also, we also have. Uh, the Betty and Barney Hill story, which yeah. you know, when we get into, they like, were you know before this, but yeah, yeah. They, they yeah they were before this, and you know when we get into like the theories at the end, you know their names come up once more. But uh, after Tra- there's there's a world before Travis Walton in alien abductions, and then there's a world after him. So we're definitely here to give you a, a story of that. Even the, the like the popularization of like the aliens, like the gray aliens, mm-hmm. like you know what Hollywood has now, like it went from like. Little Green Men, then Travis Walton does this story, and all of a sudden, like, gray aliens are the, like, poster, like, all right, take all that Little Green Men shit down. We're going with the gray aliens now. Yeah, That's like, how Travis described yeah, them. Get rid of Baby Shrek. Yeah. Yeah, now it's like, now they're like, you know, every, you know, if you Google the word alien, you're probably going to see a gray alien, and that's... yeah a lot because of what Travis Walton described. Not that he was the first, but he was definitely the the one that was like, that's what I saw and mm-hmm. made it kind of the popular alien. Correct. So you'd like to start these podcasts off with a question and you mentioned it already uh, with Fire in the Sky, you know, that, that that super popular movie. I remember watching it on an HBO free weekend. Like yeah, yeah. HBO gave you free access to their programming for a weekend. I remember yeah. watching it as a child and thinking like, man, this movie sucks. But like, there's like that one scene like where the aliens, where he's like abducted and he's got like that weird thing over his face. Yeah, and then like the little needles like going into yeah. his eye, like that always like just lived and stuck with me and whatnot. But yeah. um, that was pretty much like the first time like I heard of this story, um, and then I just kind of conveniently forgot about it until Joe Rogan came up with it <laughs> like during you know interviewed him. I believe it was in um, 2021, like during like you know COVID times. Um, where then I was like, oh shit. And then we did a podcast, uh, with Sam Sheeran for yep. the show Yep. and he brought it up. I think it was like some Halloween show that we were doing, but it was yeah. it had nothing to do with aliens. It just kind of organically came up. I, I think I, I mentioned something like, oh yeah. And Charles Walton and he's like, oh, I can't do a good <laughs> Sam impression. But like, I think he said like, I've met him or something like that. Probably. Yeah. yeah he says something like, oh, I've met the chap or some weird shit. And he's yeah. like. Uh, he's an interesting fellow. I I can't. That's terrible. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> basically, I think he says he he met him and he was like interesting to talk to. You. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, as far as like my experience with like Travis Walton saying "Fire in the Sky," I saw when I was little. It kind I didn't know it was based on a true story. Oh, but wow. it But it did kind of like blow my mind. I agree that scene is like the one that gets stuck with you. You know, it's like it's pretty trippy. It's pretty gross. Apparently Travis is like that is not at all how it happened. That is not even how I describe it. But um, but yeah, that that was the the trippy the trippy scene that 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 uh that everybody gets stuck with. 
I did start listening to, and I think I recommended it to you. There's a podcast called High Strange, mm-hmm. and that's really what I was like. You know what? How we've not covered this guy because like the podcast that podcast starts off with like those balloons that we were just seeing like during uh-huh. the Super Bowl. Like there were all those you know spy balloons, and then there were some balloons flying over Michigan and and Alaska, Alaska and then they were never recovered. And then we we're mm-hmm. like, let's just forget about that. Yeah. And uh, or at least the government claims they were never discovered. They're never uh, they, the remains were never found, um, which is still like the the story, right? It was just yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. just we were never able to recover anything. All right, whatever. But like that's where the podcast starts, and then as it goes into the next episode, they're like they tease like oh also like like Travis Walton and then the next episode is like this long interview like long format interview with Travis Walton and I was like this is gonna be boring because he's told this story over <laughs> and over and over like and I, I will point out too like he has told this story over and over again and you're told this like any podcast that you listen to any YouTube video that you watch that like he does not deviate from his story and doing the two weeks of research that we've done on this topic this was supposed to come out last week listen to the Patreon or follow us on Instagram know why uh, but in doing like the two weeks of research on this topic, uh, yeah, I got to agree. Like he, what he tells Joe Rogan in 2021 is the same thing he tells, you know, fucking Larry King in like 1991. Like it's just, like, it is the story. There is no embellishing or exaggerating or adding new facts or details or anything yeah. like that. Like he, he has this story and he's sticking to it. Yeah, no, I, I think that that is kind of cool that he, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, try to add more stuff. Like, oh, also, I remember there was a fucking, like, xenomorph in there. And, <laughs> you know, like, he doesn't add that shit, which is cool. Uh, I do like that interview that he did with with um, with High Strange because it's a little bit different than his typical, like, interview. Like, it literally felt like Joe Rogan is, like, in the studio. Like, there's cameras and all this shit. When he does the one with High Strange, it's like they're meeting... I don't know. I think they say like he chose this location. Like he okay. he wanted to meet them like in a like a or maybe they chose. I don't know. But anyways, they meet up in a hotel, and like Travis, they see him pull up, and then he like sits in his car for like forty five minutes before he decides to finally go up, and like he's like all like he was like I don't know if I even want to do this interview, guys. Like mm-hmm. this is kind of weird. Like <laughs> <laughs> and like I don't know. I just I highly recommend that podcast because it's like. It's been kind of a, if you're into like any paranormal or like alien stuff, like fun podcast because it like looks at it from a, they have like fucking credible people like that work for the Pentagon and all this shit yeah. on there. And I'm like, dang, this is a good, good ass podcast. Yeah. Makes me like, not that like things like last podcast aren't good, but like, come on, last podcast is like fun. Like this is like yeah. definitely like, like hanging out with your buddies type of thing. But like, yeah. this is, I recommend that podcast. And it made me want to be like, dude, let's cover this topic. Hell yeah. Um, so let's get into the story, baby. All right, let's do this. So let's go back to the 1970s, guys. Uh, 1975 to be exact, way before we were born. Mm-hmm. One of the things that like always trips me trips me out about the story is for some reason I always think this story happened in like the late 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, and I think that's because of the fire in the sky. Even though it came out like what 93. Still has like that '80s vibe to it. Yeah, like, there's I a lot of think, easy like, residue. Oh wait, it, this I thought this happened like the late '80s, dude. Like, yeah, but it's the '70s, so like even then the technology is like way more far back. Like, yeah, like, Star Wars hasn't come out yet. Yeah, or, yeah, like th- like aliens are not like sci-fi in general is not like 
where it is now, definitely now, but like even in the eighties, like it's just not there. Like the, there's mm-hmm. like this, it's just not popular. Like at this point, like people are still like the Beatles are still like a thing. Like John Lennon is just like, oh yeah, he just went solo, man. You heard of the new <laughs> John Lennon? Like you know, it's just like him and Yoko just doing weird sounds on yeah, a record. It's like, yeah, like oh dude, you can see Yoko's tits on this one. <laughs> it's weird. It's kind of gross. <laughs> one goes one way, one goes the other, yeah. dude. It's I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, I mean that's really where we were, like you know, as a society. So you know, to understand who Travis Walton is, and I think. This is the thing that, like, I think is undersold in the Travis Walton story. Is like, Travis Walton was a fucking, like, thrill seeker. Yeah. Like, the whole story, I sent you that video where he kind of explains a little bit more where he's like, this dude's like a motorcycle guy. He's the type of dude who, like, saw a bear and jumped out and tried to chase yeah. the bear away. Like That tripped me out. Yeah, he's not the, like, office nerd kind of thing. He's mm. not the kind of guy that's like, oh, we should get out of here, guys. Like, he is a thrill seeker. Like, he's definitely that guy. Yeah. Um, And, you know, takes on a pretty fucking manly job as being a lumberjack. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a pretty fucking, like, gnarly job. You like, know, And he look like, you look at pictures of him, and mind you, when all this happens, <laughs> like, he's 22 years old, right? Yeah. And you look at pictures of him, and you look like, if you told me he was 42, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. Because he kind of looks, I mean, he's like in his 70s now, so he's kind of like getting like that old man look to him. But like, you look at a picture of him like when he's 22, he looks fucking older than I am, and I'm fucking 38. Yeah. And But like, it's just like that like rugged, like, I'll work out in the forest, and yeah. I, you know, I cook flapjacks with my big old oxen blue and kind of thing. Pe- like, people back then used to just look older, dude. I saw yeah. this video of like high school students and like, the 80s is like 85 and it's like dude you guys look like you're fucking like <laughs> college age like yeah like you guys you guys are fourth year seniors and shit like that like like i don't know what it is i don't know if like it's like and, and it, shout out to him and like like facial hair <laughs> like i don't even know if i like at 38 like if i could even grow up like and i get a lot of compliments about my mustache not not too yeah. much horn or whatever what <laughs> maybe it's the irish jeans maybe it's the mexican jeans i don't know yeah. but like i like it's 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 a good mustache but like him at 22 <laughs> like that was a thick ass mustache you know you usually see people with like it's like a wispy mustache with like yeah. it's like four hairs here and then like they got a couple of like chin po- chin hairs poking through or whatever like no this is like a full on yeah. like porcupine like growing on his fucking fucking face and shit yeah, dude, I I can't even grow a mustache, dude. <laughs> I I have more gray hair. I'm starting to get like gray hairs on my chin, but I don't have like I can't grow a mustache at all, dude. Like yeah. it just doesn't connect all the way. I guess I could grow a mustache, but it just doesn't connect like in a nice way. Where I was like, shit looks nasty, bro. <laughs> like I see sometimes I see people with like the kind of mustache that I grow, where it's like mostly like right here and like kind of patchy up here, and I'm just like. Dude, just shave it, dude. Like, what? <laughs> who, who are you trying to like impress with that shit, dude? Like, that's nasty looking. But, <laughs> but you're right. He, he definitely like looks like the fucking brawny man and shit. Like, yeah. he, he has that look to him. And you know, credit to him. He becomes a lumberjack. He's, he's out in Snowflake, Arizona. Which, by the way, like, you know, I think a lot of people think that like Arizona hot weather. Like, this is like cold weather Arizona. Mm-hmm. This is like northern, like high altitude colder weather I, th- I I mean I didn't pull up the Google Maps like I wanted to to like and I'm pretty sure it's like if it's not in the Rocky Mountains like it's getting close to the Rocky Mountains like yeah. it have to be and it's November November 5th dude yeah like it's 
pretty fucking cold. One day before Jay Z's birthday, by the way. Oh shit! Shout out to yeah. him. <laughs> but uh, or one day after Jay Z's birthday, I think Jay Z was one day old at this time. Oh damn! But uh, but anyways, um, I might be way off. His birthday is November fourth, though. We'll, we'll look it up and we'll, we'll put Google it later. I feel yeah. stupid right now. Maybe it's like <laughs> December fourth. Maybe it's a different year. Altogether. We're either making him younger or we're making him older. <laughs> but anyways, uh. Cold time, winter time. He's out there. Him and his crew. Uh, do you have a list of his whole crew? Let's. Yeah. So it was uh, right Travis Walton, uh-huh. uh, as well as foreman uh, Mike Rogers, who was twenty eight. Uh, which I thought like that. That's wild. Like it's like a group of like twenty year olds, right? Yeah. Well, then, back then, like twenty eight is like pretty old. Like you, own, you had a mortgage. You had like two cars, and like <laughs> you were on your like fifth kid already, and shit. Like. You already complain about like Ronald Reagan and all this shit, like <laughs> or whoever was president, <laughs> probably Carter, Nixon or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so it was uh, Foreman Mike Rogers, uh, Alan Dallas, uh, John Goulet, uh, Dwayne Smith, as well as Kenneth Peterson and Steve Pierce. Yeah, so all all these guys are out in the forest. They have a contract to like take out this section of the forest, mm-hmm. so they're out there. They're kind of hauling ass and. I believe they had been out there for a while, and I I believe that they have they tell the story that that's not the first time that they had seen something strange in the sky. So they see something kind of strange, they don't think about it, but the following night, they're wrapping up, they get all their tools in the truck, they're taking off, and they see something off in, in the distance of the, of the forest. At first, they think it's the moon because it's a big, bright light, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, it's got to be the moon. Nothing's that big and bright out here. Or I've even heard the different gentlemen say like oh it could have been the sun because that's the reason why they were packing up because it was like okay it's going to get really cold uh and so the sun's coming down so like they're tired you know they're working through their breaks they're, they got that faux mamba mentality yeah yeah. <laughs> and you know they, they're just like okay they're out of it they're hungry they're ready to go home crack open a beer and stick their hand down their pants like al bundy yeah, so yeah. it's like they're not paying attention to the aurora borealis and whatnot so they just figure like oh shit maybe it was just the sun still <laughs> setting behind the trees it, it, the aurora borealis thing reminds me of that principal skinner and that <laughs> superintendent whatever chalmers is. chalmers is like <laughs> have you seen that episode where he's like it's like, what's that in your kitchen? He's like, uh, Aurora Borealis. Uh, Aurora Borealis. This time of the year, <laughs> this time of day, in your kitchen. And May I see? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, yeah, so they don't know what to make of it. It's like, it could be the moon. It could be the sun. They finally like land on It's probably a forest fire. Then they're like, well, it can't be a forest fire because there's no smoke. Mm-hmm. We don't smell any smoke. Everything looks normal. Then they fucking realize, like, hey, that thing is, like, at eye level. Like, something's going on over there. Let's go check it out. They drive over there. They know the path to get to that area because they know the woods pretty well at this point. Yeah, they're lumberjacks. Yeah, they're lumberjacks. They know. They just fucking lick their thumb and, like, let the air hit it, and then they know which direction (laughs) to go to. And that song by Enigma plays, like, majestically in the background. They're not fucking, like, werewolves, dude. (laughs) What are they? What's the dude from Twilight? The dude that turns into, is he just like Native American, but he turns into like a werewolf? <laughs> a lichen. A lichen, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Team Jacob, dude. Yeah, we got to right. get you a Team Jacob shirt with his <laughs> face on it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he, yeah, they're not that, dude. <laughs> they're not that advanced. But like, anyway, so they go down this path, right? And this is where the meat and potatoes, this is the Hollywood part of the story, mm-hmm. right? They walk up to this thing. They see this big glowing thing, right? And mm-hmm. at, at this point, they're not really sure what to make of it. 
Travis decides to be like, you know what, dude? Fuck this shit. I'm I gonna, fight a bear. I'm going to fight a pie pan. I chase bears into the fucking forest. Things run from me. I don't run from things. Mm. So everybody's like, I don't know, dude. This fucking looks, this is weird. Like, whatever the fuck this is, this is not cool. Everybody's like, let's just get back in the truck. Let's get the fuck out of here. Travis is like, no. To Travis' description of it, he says he walks up to it. He says that he can feel like a humming, like a high-pitched noise and a low drone at the same time. Mm -hmm. And he says that it feels kind of disorienting. He's walking towards it. He could tell that it has some kind of like machinery attached to it. And it was like, he said that it's like undescribable high-tech machinery, but it's glowing and he just, everyone's like, Travis, let's get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? This is insane. Actually, I don't think there was cussing because I, th- I think two of them were Mormons. Mormons, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there might have hey, been brother. some brother. <laughs> my, my brother in Christ, we need to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so like Travis walks up to it. He gets really close to it. And all of a sudden, this like blue beam of light, electri- electrical current hits him in the chest, and he goes flying. At this point, they're like, let's get the hell out of here. They book it. They get back in the truck. They're hauling ass. And they're just like, crap, we just left them behind. Like, should we go back? They ponder it. And I'll be honest with you, I would be right there like with them where it's like, I would not be like, we better go get Travis. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, I, I, I would have ran too, dude. It's important to, to point out too that I think Travis was like banging like one of the dudes' sisters. And uh, one of the guys, Alan Dallas, like they were like picking fights with each other. Like, he would, like Alan, I guess, would like he was like really fast at his work, so uh, he would like chop a tree down or tr- you know tr- they were mostly just trying to trim the trees so that like w- that way new growth could happen and then like you know a forest fire wouldn't happen. So a lot of dead you know deadness shit. Uh, but Alan Dallas was like and apparently Travis didn't get along. He would always like fuck with him like oh I'm gonna have a tree fall down on you, which is fucked up or whatever, right? Yeah. And so you got to think like yeah like a blue beam and like this like thing that looks like two what they described as two pie pans put together glowing in the distance about 100 yards away uh if that hit him and then they're like y- y- if you had no problem like fucking murdering him in the middle of the forest with a tree uh and like <laughs> fucking ET is yeah. doing it for you like yeah you're you're booking it <laughs> out of there in your fucking janky ass fucking pickup truck yeah Dude, and that's the other thing. Like, these 1970 pickup trucks, I assume it's, like, Ford, back when Ford made, like, good trucks. Yeah. Built Ford tough. So, like, they hop in their truck, and then they're hauling ass through the forest. It takes them a while to be like, okay, hold up. We need to go back for him. We can't leave him out there. He he, he could die if we leave him out here. So they double back. They they head back to the uh, to where they last saw him, only to find that, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And at this point, they're like, fuck, I think we're in trouble, guys. <laughs> like, this is going to be a tough thing to to tell the police. Like, what do you tell them? Like, hey, we saw an alien. We saw a UFO. He zapped our friend, and now our friend's missing. Mm-hmm. Also, me and him have been coming, you know, <laughs> issues about him banging my, my sister kind of thing. It's like, <laughs> you know, there is motive there. Yeah. So it's just like. We better clear this up quick. Yeah. Um, and I think it's Mike Rogers, who is the oldest of the whole bunch, 28 years old, very yeah. wise elder at his 28 years old. Elder, elder, elder Mike, if you will. Yeah. So he's the finally the one that's like, all right, we need to go to the nearest payphone and call the police because it's free to call 911. Mm-hmm. Call the police. Let them know what happened. He calls the police. 
the police is like, what in the world? What are you guys on? Like, this makes no sense. And granted, I would be the same way, dude. Like, yeah. if, and I think we trust each other pretty well. If you showed up to me and you were like, if you told me like your girlfriend went missing because an alien like abducted her, I'd be like, uh, I think Jacob Jake, just murdered Jacob. You just gone girl your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a really bad lie, dude. <laughs> but you know, it's just like I I would find it hard to to believe even the closest people in my life. Like yeah. that's a tough sell. Like I, yeah. I like you better have some evidence. Never mind, like a sheriff officer that fucking probably has like Dwight for life, like Dwight Eisenhower for life tattoo, like on his <laughs> yeah, like yeah. bicep and shit. Uh, when you said Dwight for life, I, I thought you were <laughs> going with like shirt. an office yeah. joke. I was like, where are you going with this shit? That's why I had to b- go back to Dwight. I- Remember Dwight Eisenhower. <laughs> <laughs> um but um yeah no i it's a tough tough sell so like when when they show up the police officer i think one of the first things they do is they to give them like breathalyzer tests because they're like you guys must have been drinking yeah and you know they're kind of offended a little bit because they were like you know like, they were like i'm mormon i don't drink i don't do the, any of this stuff and they all pass flying colors they all get split apart and be like all right i need i need the story from start to finish like where were you guys what did it look like what happened and everyone's story is pretty damn similar. Like, they're, you know, very little deviations from, like, what happened, which is impressive because when, when the adrenaline's pumping, like, all you remember are, like... Bits and pieces. Yeah, it's just like, oh, fuck, like, this happened and this happened. Something, like, you know, like, it's 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 pretty impressive that, that they were all having pretty similar stories. Yeah, and they said, uh, one of the sheriff's officers said that it's rare... Uh, that you can get two people to tell the exact same story. Never mind, you know, somebody potentially trying to pull a hoax. Like, there's always going to be somebody that's going to add an embellishment here or deviate from the story. But no, they were like all six of them, like on the same page, independently from each other. And it's important to note too, like, yeah, he thought that you were either drunk or on drugs, and he was like, afterwards, he, you know, he could tell that they weren't. You know, obviously, because they're Mormon. Mormons don't partake in that stuff. Uh, but he said, like, you know, whatever they were saying, they saw something because they were legitimately scared of what happened to Travis that night. And I think that's one of the most important things. I think fear is really tough to to fake. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, like even like the best actors, like, fear is like the one element that's like you got to be really good at like faking fear. Yeah, like. You know, like, if, uh, the only thing, like, in my opinion, that's good about the movie Hereditary is, like, the mom, like, she, she looks like fucking, like, she's in shambles. Yeah. That's, like, the one thing, I think people give it too much praise because of that. (laughs) But, you know, besides her, everyone else is, like, failed at, like, looking afraid. Yeah. And, like, I think, I think that that's, that's tough. And these guys aren't trained actors. Like, that's one of the things that, like, I give it a little... Like, you know, credibility to, like, right off the bat. It's like, oh, man, like, I think even the police were kind of like, you know, like, my bullshit detector should be going way off right now. Like, your story makes no fucking sense. I shouldn't believe you, but, like, you look really afraid. Like, this looks, (laughs) this looks real. Um, To all of a sudden being like, okay, like, we need to put a search party together. You guys need to take us out to where you found this found the you know where this this whole thing happened like where was his body shot into can't find anything can't find any traces of like 
you know, a murder or anything like that. Can't find any blood. And they're like, they're like literally looking for a murder scene at this point. Mm-hmm. And nothing, nothing is found. Not the, even like, like the, the ground looked disturbed. Like that's like a big thing too. And I know Travis goes like on Joe Rogan and talks about this as well. And I mean, you go back to even to like the nineties where, you know, Philip class, like who's like this humongous skeptic and like his arch rival, you know, and this would be like, and in the ground with the, da, da, da. and like, they're like, no. And every single one of like the police notes, like they noticed that like the ground where he was at, like where they legitimately saw like, you know, yeah, we could pinpoint that the truck, you know, pulled up here, went back. Like there's legit tire marks. This is where we know he was at. The ground was not disturbed where it should have been. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to skip around too much, but I would like to kind of insert Travis's Walton's story of what was happening during this time period. Yeah. So this is from Travis's perspective. Perspective. perspective? Yeah. yeah from, this is from his perspective of he gets shot by this beam and actually I probably shouldn't say that. I guess like we should fast forward to like Travis wakes up five days five later. days later. And walks over to a payphone, and he's in what town is he in? He's not not even in the same town. I, I guess what it is is Heber, Arizona, which is like just a couple miles away from Snowflake, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he 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 finds a payphone on the side of the highway, uh, right in front of an Exxon station in I guess Heber, Arizona. So like 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 Arvin to yeah. us or whatever, right? A couple miles outside of town, um, and he calls his brother-in-law Grant. Uh, and at this point, you know, uh, there's been, you know, search parties for a couple of days looking for, you know, Travis, it's hit, you know, uh, you know, the media scene and, you know, it's all, you know, all these people are in town and they're getting prank calls all the time. And he just thinks that it's a prank. And he's just like, this isn't Travis. And like, Travis has to convince him. He's just like, no, dude, it's me. I just got, you know, dumped off the side of the road. I looked up and there was this craft, the craft that I saw like two minutes ago that hit me with a laser beam yeah. two minutes ago, mind you. And it just fucking vanished into thin air above my head. And I don't know where the fuck I'm at. I'm at this Exxon station. There's a cockroach like crawling across the hot dog that's been spinning on the fucking <laughs> hot dog thing for six weeks. Yeah. Like come and come and get me. And he's like, Oh wow. This, this is fuck. This does sound like, uh, Travis. So, uh, his, uh, brother-in-law Grant, uh, calls his actual brother, Dwayne, and they head over to that Exxon station and pick Travis up. So, yeah, they pick him up. So this is where, like, you know, if you're a skeptic, if you're just like, I don't believe in Travis's story, uh, this is where you can kind of believe what you want to believe here. But they do pick him up. Apparently this is still, like, pretty late in the, at night. Travis is like, you know, I've been gone for, like, two or three hours how come nobody came looking for me? It's like Travis, you've been going gone for five days. Yeah, like you've you've been gone much longer than two or three hours, and he's just like he can't believe it. Doesn't doesn't know what's going on. They do take him to a doctor. I think the last podcast on the left does a pretty good analysis about this this doctor that they do take him to. <laughs> Not the most credible doctor. <laughs> yeah, but he does kind of have like what you know people call like UFO experience. <laughs> And uh, basically gives him like a more like a psychological a- analysis of what's going on with him. Yeah. So uh, this is the part where it's like, okay, believe what you want to believe. It's not really his fault that they took him to the wrong doctor, though. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they took him to this doctor was, again, like I mentioned earlier, 
uh, and then we'll Quentin Tarantino this and go back to uh, the narrative with the friends or the coworkers, I should say. Uh, but at this time, like it's all over the news. It, it's 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 the biggest thing in ufology, you know, since you know Betty and Barney Hill, mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, Roswell. Like this, this is like, oh my God, what the what the what the heck, right? And so, it, like you mentioned, last podcast on the left does an excellent job of describing this time period. I'm just going to truncate this for uh, time's sake, but. Yeah. Um, Henry Zabrowski actually talks about how after Project Blue Book closes, you know, and the government stops funding and actually researching UFO phenomenons, you have all these like independent uh, UFO groups uh, that, you know, go out, you know, UFO hunting, UFO chasing and doing their own research and whatnot, if you will. And uh, one of them, you know, scooped Travis up and uh, they took him instead of going to, you know, snow like the local hospital, like in Snowflake to make sure that he's, uh, you know, okay. Uh, they actually, Dwayne, his brother, contacts one of these, uh, you know, UFO <laughs> researchers, and uh, they actually take him to a hospital in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, they wanted to make sure that, you know, they are the first ones to actually get a sample, an untainted sample from him uh, before, you know, you know, he's released, you know, back home and whatnot. So they look at his urine sample, and there is absolutely no drugs in the system. Uh, they have him talk to this doctor. And the reason why they have him talk to this psychological doctor, as opposed to like a real, like, you know, Dr. Hibbert, if you will, uh, is because that's all that they could afford. And yeah. And like, uh, last podcast on left does an excellent job talking about this for 30 or so minutes. Uh, but it's, it's kind of like Art said, if you're a skeptic, this is where you can start to poke holes, uh, in this story. But what they do basically is they hypnotize Travis because he has no memory really of anything that happened. He describes, I believe in his book, the Travis Walton experience. Uh, he said that, you know, he was almost catatonic for a whole week after this happened. Like he didn't know what the fuck was going on. Uh, so this doctor hypnotizes him, does hypnotherapy uh, to draw out his memories. And uh, he starts to describe what he can remember on the spaceship. Yeah, no, um, and this is where a lot of those recollections come from. So I guess we can go into like how he describes, you know, his time on, on the spaceship. Um, so he describes kind of waking up in the middle of like what he would describe close to like a surgical table and being surrounded by figures that he's kind of like off put by. He describes them as like these like pale kind of, like the traditional gray alien looking creatures, mm-hmm. right? Emotionless, like they they don't smile, they don't talk. He he thinks that they're like talking to each other telepathically. Um and I think he's as he's like starting to like wake up, he I think he tries to reach for one. They realize like, "Oh, he's awake." So whoa. <laughs> they, they uh <laughs> they put a they put like a mask over his face. Which I think this is the part that the movie like tries to recreate is the mask thing, mm-hmm. uh, but they do it in like a way more Hollywood horror style. Yeah, um, not he describes it as not being that scary. Yeah, and they punched up the script, but uh, Travis goes ape shit, and you know he tries to. <laughs> 
like the bear. He tries to fight like these fucking aliens and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, I believe like he grabs like some tube or something yeah, that he, he thought he was like gonna, a glass tube. Yeah, he's gonna smash it against like the side yeah. of the table and use it like as a stabbing. It's mechanism. like an employee of the month. Yeah. Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's gonna stab the shit out of these gray aliens and whatnot. And I thought this was hilarious because like everybody that's like covered this. Like it kind of like feels like the same thing. Like like the aliens kind of like throw their hands up in the air, yeah, and they wave them like they just don't care and say telepathically, yeah, ack 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 ack. But when you put it through a translator, they they say to themselves like, "We don't get paid enough for this bullshit." Fuck this shit, dude. And tra- making minimum wage. <laughs> this is like the outer space target, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just look for a tall white yeah. guy to finish yeah. the job. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. Dude. So uh, Travis says in his book, <laughs> he, you know, the aliens walk out of the room. They throw their hands up in the air like, fuck this shit. Uh, they go down a hallway and they turn left. And Travis, you know, still being the wild man that he is, uh, he goes down the hallway. But instead of turning left where they were at, uh, he turns right. And he goes into this room, which he, he explains is like he sees like this big giant LCD screen and you can see all the constellations. And he also sees a chair, which is empty, and it has, you know, buttons and levers and all sorts of, you yeah. know, things on very it. Very Star Wars. Yeah, very. Yeah. And um, he says he starts playing with the buttons and whatnot, like thinking like, oh, how can I like navigate this thing, you know, into hyperdrive so I can get the fuck out of here so I can get back to Hebrew, Arizona, right? Yeah. And uh, he said like the stars would move and, you know, but he, they, he was still stationary. So it was kind of like Google Maps. Before, like, Google Maps was, like, you've ever invented or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, when you have to, like, all right, dude, I got to see, like, how far down the I-5 I got to get before I got to get off on Gorman yeah. so I can go pee-pee, you know. It's a fucking car accident on fucking Neptune, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Better avoid that one. Yeah, so uh, he was using the Waze app in this 1975, <laughs> like, spaceship. And uh, all of a sudden, like, this very tall, Nordic-looking man, very handsome with... Uh, you know, like that that stereotypical, you know, space helmet. Very Fabio-looking motherfucker. Fabio, yeah, exactly-looking motherfucker, but with a helmet comes in and kind of, you know, grabs him and, say, you know, kind of, you know, as, as his lord and savior, you know, says, you know, come with me. But he doesn't say anything, but kind of, like, relays that to him telepathically. Yeah. And apparently, like, Travis is like, dude, we gotta get the fuck out of this. Finally, another human, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. And the guy's like, dude, just chill, man. Yeah. Follow me. Yeah. And so he says he he describes that they they they're in some kind of like alien hangar like UFO hangar if you will so it, they're not in the actual like two pan pie like flying saucer but in this like hangar with other saucers around uh, and he leads them back into this other room where he sees three other Nordic looking motherfuckers as well and which with is, their helmets off this time yeah and then you know blonde hair very Aryan features tall. Uh, very attractive, and it was, I believe it was two men and like one woman. And all I could th- kept thinking of is like the band ABBA or Ace oh, of yeah, Base. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that seems about right, you know, like yeah. when it comes to like Nordic aliens, which is an episode we need to do still. Yeah. Uh, but says that, you know, he starts fighting at this moment because he realized, like, oh shit, like they're not leading me back to, you know, the, the Faza land. You know, what they're going to do is like they're going to do the same thing that those little midget fucking greys were going to do. And so, like, he starts to try to fight again, but with, like, effortless strength, they put him down on the table and put, like, a gas mask, what he they, what he describes as some kind of gas mask over his face, and he doesn't remember anything from there. Yeah, only to wake up at a gas station and be like, where the fuck am I, dude? 
Um, so a couple of things that are important to note about, you know, when he is analyzed, like now, you know, the police are like, okay, Travis, Travis is back. We got to like get involved now. Cause like now this went from like a murder investigation to potential murder investigation to a missing persons investigation to a found persons investigation to, is this like, you know, it's still illegal to lie to the cops. Yeah. Yeah. So like, we still got to find out what's going on here. So they do their tests. A couple of things are important to to note about this. Is like one, he is found to have no drugs in his system. You know, kind of as that other doctor had come across and be like, okay, no drugs in the system, no alcohol in the system. If he's been gone for five days, has he been eating? It looks like he doesn't show any signs of like malnutrition. Mm-hmm. You know, he does show that he has. So this is one thing that I thought was interesting. Some people say that he has he had a needle mark in his neck or like mm-hmm. in around the ear area, and some people say that he had a needle mark in his arm. And See, I saw arm. Yeah, so that was one of the things that was kind of like conflicting in my probably the arm. I'll just say that the arm one is the more like conclusive one. So obviously, people are like, "Oh, this dude's been shooting up heroin <laughs> shit." Like, but. You know, there's no. It was also the 1970s and shit. If you had long hair, you were a fucking like yeah. rapist or some shit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so they they look into that whole like needle in the arm thing. They think that maybe he was fed through this needle. Maybe he had like an IV. You know, mm-hmm. you could survive with an IV for five days. Yeah. Figure it out, I guess. But he, he did lose like something crazy, like 10 or 12 pounds. Uh, they looked for some kind of signs of ketones in his body, which is like you're basically your muscles th- digesting themselves. Yeah, correct. Like living off, you know, your stored energy in your body. They didn't find that, uh, but somehow, some way, though, he did have facial hair growth that would be equivalent to being, you know, gone for five days and not shaving, as well as again, he lost ten to twelve pounds. How does that just happen? Yeah, no, it's it's a pretty interesting part of the story because. This is the part that, like, does make me want to, like, believe Travis. Because it's, like, that's a hard thing to fake. Like, disappearing for five days and committing to the, like, you know, very Christian Baelish. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to lose five pounds. I'll just survive <laughs> off water and crackers for the next yeah. next five days. Pretty, pretty fucking, like, tough thing to fake. Um, just to, like, skip out on five days of work to go see <laughs> fucking ABBA or whatever. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Anyways, so... The police is pretty baffled by this. They're like, we don't know what the fuck is going on. You boys are going to have to take a lie detector test. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, we need some clarification here because it is still, again, it is illegal to lie to the police. At this point, it's become like a national story. We don't want to show up with like egg on our face because something, something's got to give. Mm-hmm. So, of the five men, four of the men come back to be like, you you ace your well actually light. out of the six yeah five out of the, the six, six yeah five out of the six show up ace their like lie detector test and it's just like okay and the one who didn't it was just an inconclusive test it Correct, was just like yeah. we don't know what happened and it, it. and it was mostly because he was too nervous right yeah. so it wasn't like he was lying or uh, not being truthful and that's why that caused it it just like he was so nervous like he was still shook up yeah uh, from the event. Uh, Travis also takes a lie detector test, lie detector test, and again, if you're a skeptic, this is where you can start to poke holes in uh, the you know the the narrative. Uh, but actually, APRO, so the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization, they had some connections with the National Enquirer, 
Now, when you hear that, you know, that name, like that's like the first <laughs> grandfather of like fake news, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently, I guess back like in the 70s, like they were um, not so much a sensationalized newspaper that you would see like on, you know, before you check out your groceries at Lucky's. Like, no, this was actually like a, a publication that, you know, would try to seek out the truth it only got like sensationalized tabloid status like fake news status you know like late 80s and the 90s and shit uh, but at this time like it was basically like okay like somebody saw bigfoot like we're gonna research this we're gonna get to the bottom of this situation uh but ariel uh the but apro they had connections with the national choir and they said hey look before we can post like your story to our uh, newspaper uh, we got to make sure you're telling the truth as well. So they paid for him, for Travis, uh, to do a lie detector test as well. Absolutely knocks it out of the park. Uh, the person who administered the lie detector test says beforehand, like, I was super skeptical of Travis. Uh, but upon, you know, hearing his story after doing the lie detector test, I have to lean on the side of, like, yeah, I kind of believe him here. Yeah, I mean... If you're a skeptic, this is one of those things that, like, it's not going well for you because yeah. these guys are acing these lie detector tests. No one can make a, like, sense of what's going on. These guys are basically, there's no there's no prize money except for Travis. There is some prize money where he wins $5,000 for the best UFO case of the year, which yeah. is kind of a weird but it's Price. not. But it's not something like he entered in. For, oh no! Right? Yeah, they just awarded it to him. They yeah. just awarded it to him, and I don't think this is something that he was like out seeking. Like that was this was in the end goal. Yeah, and it's I don't know. It just to me, it's it's kind of like who cares? That's water under the bridge. You know where things start to get kind of weird is this these guys' relationship between the five between the six of them. They, it starts to fall apart. They're not like super close friends. They're not out mm-hmm. there trying to become celebrities. The the fear kind of like continues on mm-hmm. for for many years. You know, I think it was um, Rogers. What's it, Mike Rogers? Okay, Mike Rogers does have that story. And I was telling Jacob that you know when the investigation was going on, this was kind of the police took him out there and said, "Hey, can you point out where this is?" where you guys found him he said that he also saw like there were like guys with red jackets out there scanning for radiation and he was like what's up with those guys why are they scanning for radiation and the police was basically like what are you talking about we didn't call anybody for seeking radiation there's no reason there'd be radiation out here make that make with that that story what you will whether that's mike rogers like embellishing the truth and trying to sell a more sensational story to be like see the government does know that there's something out here yeah. or you know, that was wiped from the record, and it was like, all right, we're not gonna like address sh- that, address that at all. Like, we're just gonna say that that was nothing. Because there is a documentary on Discovery Plus that I watched, which was okay, and that kind of struck me a weird way because if it's gonna be, you know, on a streaming service, and you know, they're gonna they're gonna want to embellish things a little bit, and it was kind of boring because it was very like like the men like just sticking to their story. Like, I believe one of the guys. I'm not even going to try to remember, but he said, like, when I, every time I'd go to a bar after this in town, like, I didn't know if I was going to, someone was going to buy me a beer or punch me in the face. Like, yeah. so it's not like they were, like, telling this story because, you know, they were out looking for fame. Uh, it was more or less, it was like something that happened to them. And, you know, they're having to live with the consequences. One of the other gentlemen said that, 
you know, his uh, his girlfriend or wife at the time said like, please don't tell that story. If they ask if they ask you about that story in public, like don't tell it. Like that's embarrassing. Like you know, everyone thinks that like we're a bunch of kooks or whatever. And he's just like. But it happened to me. Like, there was, like, no breaking from the story. It was like The Undertaker before he retired. Like, he was just like, I am going to be in character yeah. nonstop. And, like, unless they were, like, really committed to the gimmick, like, even to this day in 2023, nobody has broken character from this story. Yeah. And they have all stuck to, you know, I, I pretty believe much. that that is also Mike Rogers. Like, Mike Rogers has, like, the second most, like, interesting story because, one, he saw those guys. Two... He tells that story about his then wife later becomes his ex wife, who's just basically sick of him, like being like, You're making us look like the fucking crazy family who like believes in little spacemen or whatever. And he's yeah, just yeah. like he's just like I I hate this. Like I can't I can't sleep. I, I can't go to the woods. I can't I'm afraid to go to the woods. I'm afraid to be out there. You can't go camping. You can't like. I, th- I yeah. think last podcast on the left makes fun of him, where it's like, why would anyone sleep in the woods? But these are outdoorsy dudes. They're yeah. like dudes that like to go camping, and like that life is over. Like he can't. Yeah. He is traumatized. Like a soldier going to Vietnam would be traumatized. Correct. And it's just like, it, it's very real. And to me, it's just like, why? What's the point of faking all? This? There's no mm. glitz and glamour to it. And not only that, but like even the people like I mentioned earlier, like Alan Dallas, like. He didn't like Travis, but he stuck to the same story. Mm-hmm. And unless, like, you know, the mafia was out for them or some shit that was going to, you know, yeah. bust the cap in their ass because, you know, you, you tell this story or I'm going to bust this cap on your ass. Uh, but unless that was, like, the case, like, what motivation would he have to stick up for Travis's story? And I think, like, to me, like, that's what, like, I land on I don't know mm-hmm. when, I co- when it comes to, like, how do I feel about, like, this story? I don't know because... It, that is like a weird coincidence because somewhere down the line, someone would have to be like, "Oh, yeah, we just made all that up because like we wanted yeah. to, we we wanted to be home to watch like the lions get their asses pounded on Thanksgiving." <laughs> you know, two things come to, come to mind. Like one is like, well, one thing, one other thing I want to say before we get there is, um, uh, I think it's like fast forward to like the mid to late nineties. There was a show on like Fox. You remember when like the Fox shows had like yeah ma- magician reveals all the secrets or whatever like. There was, I guess there was one, like, who's telling the truth or something like that, where they would have people come on national television and, like, take... The moment of truth. Oh, the moment of truth, yeah. Yeah. And they had him on there, and I think he failed that one. Yeah. Or, like, it became, like, where it's like, oh, you failed, like, you're such a fucking liar, like, there you go, and it's like, yeah, and, but he also took, like, fucking seven before that, and he passed all of them, and, like, (laughs) like, you know, it's just, it's... It's kind of, and you know that lie detector test is kind of finicky and like you know it's mm-hmm. just like and there's a reason why it's not admissible into court because yeah. it's not like it's a pseudoscience it's not actual science yeah. so but it there is uh, to me in my opinion like there is like you know like like the like the sheriff's officers like you know you just have like that gut feeling that intuition if you will of like truth telling like they these are people that have seen you know murderers who have lied to them about that and whatnot. And, like, even they say, like, something... And I'm going to paraphrase the fuck out of what they said. They said, like, usually, like, to get to two people to, like, to agree on the same story is super rare. To have seven people agree on the same story, like, that is fucking totally unheard of. So something happened out there. Whether an alien abducted him or not, who knows? But we thought that they killed him and made up this story. Because even, like, when they were out searching, 
in the woods, you know, they kept telling him individually, like, hey, we can all go home if you guys just tell us that you guys murdered him and hid yeah. the body. Like, where is the body? Where'd you hide the body at? And none of them broke. Yeah. I mean, and they spent a lot of time trying to, like, discredit Travis Walton. There were little things like, this dude used to fucking, like, create fake checks, like, back when he was, like, a 16. teenager. Yeah, it was like, he was trying to fake his checks. He took fucking mushrooms and acid once. Like, he <laughs> yeah. ain't, he's not a good person. Like, he's been known to do drugs. And it's like, dude, so did, like, every fucking person in the 70s, dude. Yeah, like, that's right. everybody was fucking faking checks and, like, doing mushrooms and acid. Like, yeah. Like, to me, that's like, okay, whatever. That's not, like, a case. It's just like, he was, so he was a teenager in the 70s. It's like, yeah, whatever, yeah. dude. Like, like, it's not a big deal. I, I think, to me, it's like, I think about, like, us doing this podcast, right? And it's like, we're kind of like fucked. Like we can never see an alien. We can never like, I know you have a ghost story of like growing up in a haunted house, but like, like the days of us being like credible witnesses saying like, I saw an alien or I saw a ghost or I saw fucking chupacabras. Like we're done. Cause everything would be like, well, they have a podcast where they talk about like Mm -hmm. crazy shit like that. So like you're done, you're dismissed, whatever. Like Mm -hmm. you can never, you're this dude to, watches Star Wars, dude. Like <laughs> they're trying to get El Yucateco back on as a fucking <laughs> as a fucking sponsor again with their fucking goddamn ghost story for the seven thousandth time and shit. Yeah, yeah. like it, it's done, dude. Like we are just anything we could fucking like get abducted and get like tattooed by an alien saying like fucking Zutron was here <laughs> and like it would just be not enough, dude. Yeah, like <laughs> and that was Travis and his brother because I guess apparently and then also his their father as well. Like so, I guess they were big. Ufologist, and I guess yeah. Travis and his brother uh, Dwayne, they had this deal like if one of them got abducted, uh, they would <laughs> that what they would have to try to come pick me up, dude. come get the other one as well. And um, this is weird too. When the police called uh, the mother, she was calm. When they called the sister, she was calm, and they kind of all said the same thing like, "Oh, he'll be okay." Uh, they're not going to hurt him at all. And it's like, you got to think, like, if, if fucking some cop called, like, your mom or whatever and said, like, hey, dude, like, we don't know where your son's at, but, like, six other, like, lumberjack dudes saying, like, an alien abducted it. Like, I'm sure, like, she would have some kind of hysterical reaction. Not like, oh, yeah. he'll be all right. Like, he's going to go hang out with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir or some shit. Yeah. It's, it's pretty trippy. Like, the only thing that kind of, like, if there's one thing that, like, trips me out is that the mom wasn't scared that's the one thing that it's like i don't care dude like the mom should have freaked out a little bit like fucking aliens just took him dude you yeah. don't know where he's at. you don't know what planet he's on or what yeah, like, you don't know what zootron's yeah. doing with his penis fucking zootron's like putting him in a fucking like gimp outfit right now <laughs> you don't know what's going on but like i don't know i i do think that this is definitely one of the most credible ones i know that that's what it's kept pegged on is like the most credible ufo case ever and it's like yeah dude it's pretty fucking credible dude like whether mm-hmm. you whether you like look into like oh he used to fake checks and his mom didn't cry when he heard the phone or whatever like <laughs> that's just how some people are like you know yeah. like fuck like travis has disappeared again like it's a pretty far stretch you know to keep up that lie you know if all it was was just like i'm gonna fake me getting this you know getting me zapped by a fucking alien for five days like yeah i guess he could have he could have thought it was pretty funny to like run off into the forest and like you know but i don't know it just seems like so much for so little like it just yeah. it's not worth it travis is an old man now listen to the joe rogan episode where he's on there and like did you listen to that 
So I just saw the YouTube clips. Like, there's like two or three YouTube clips where he kind of talks about and describes like what's going on. And I did listen to it. And to me, it it sounds very sincere. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to like I was saying like that high strange episode. And once again, he sounds very sincere. Like, it's no point where like it feels like like somebody gave him a message and said like you're the chosen one travis you need to fucking become the ruler of earth like it's nothing (laughs) like that it's like basically like like oh dude it's like the equivalent of like me driving down the highway and i hit a dog and i'm like i better fucking take this dog to the bet really quick and like (laughs) yeah because he does say that he says like on the the full format of the rogan one he he does say there within there he says that he goes i don't think that they meant harm by that i think that you know, they were either trying to leave and accidentally hit me because he hit, he was he was watching them behind a log. And uh, when he got up, it, they either they got startled and hit him with the beam or that beam was being used to, you know, uh, you know, propel them back into fucking Zeta Reticuli or whatever the fuck they're from. And they accidentally hit him. Like you said, like, you know, someone, they hit a dog. Uh, they had like the powers to take him to their mothership. And have the <laughs> Ace of Base <laughs> yeah. heal him, the Nordic aliens heal him and whatnot. And uh, they just wanted to get him back, you know, in, you know, into working, into working order. And that's why he was gone for five days because, you know, they were just nursing him back to health. Uh, because, you know, Project Blue Book is still out there. You know, they're going to, you know, use nuclear weapons to like uh, to blow us up and stuff. And uh, Travis said that he goes, if the government were out there, I do think like they were still trying to figure out the why. Uh, because when you look at that area where you know the abduction happened or where he got zapped, if you will, um, there's two things to note. One is is that area is a high concentration of the most lightning, I believe, in the United States. I don't know about the world, mm-hmm. uh, but at least in the United States. So the most lightning. So there's got to be a lot of energy because lightning does come from the ground. So was that UFO? that ship was it harvesting some kind of energy and they so happened upon it when it was doing that because it was making that low humming sound as well as the high frequency sound as well uh what they also noticed was is when they went back to uh that forest uh, as they look at the cross section of the trees now when you look at the cross section you see those rings and whatnot and the usually they're spaced out, you know, pretty evenly, you know, given the fact like, hey, was it a drought year? Was it a hot year? You know, you can you can tell that by the like, spacing of the trees. Now, where that UFO was spotted at, where all seven of the men can conclusively agree, you see like the rings tend to jet out right in a perfect circle, if you will, uh, where that alien craft was. And it makes like a perfect pinpoint of where it was at. And the only way they can describe that is something was there and mutated the trees to grow that rapidly in that one direction. So to me, I think that's really crazy as well. And I try to find anything that I could find that could dispute it. And I couldn't really find anything. And those trees were there for like hundreds of years. So to be able to have like this like consistent record of this tree's lifespan and then all of a sudden, like right in 1975, where it would have been in 1975, there's this exponential growth. Like that something happened, whether it was a UFO or just some fucking lightning magic that happened. And mm-hmm. like a that grizzly bear that he chased off that one time came back for its vengeance and took him to his lair. <laughs> and he just was tripping out or whatever. Maybe that happened. Who knows? I don't know what happened, but something had to have happened uh, that night. 
Yeah, I think something had to have happened. I think that it's it's too much to go through for it to just be, oh, hey, you know, we were just kidding. We faked a, a missing persons thing. Like, there's no point. There's no point of, like, calling the police and maybe getting caught, maybe, like, going to jail. There's no there's no point in any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I could get it if, if, like, it was, like, teenage boys and he went missing for, like, one day. And then I was like, oh, I gotcha. Yeah. But these are, like, adult men with jobs, like, mm-hmm. that are trying to, like, make it through the day and, like, they're just trying to go home and have a beer or have yeah. some, like, fucking caffeine-free <laughs> diet soda or something, you know? Like, like whatever it is that they're into. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're just... It doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me, like, why they would fake it. Yeah. And the only theory that I kept hearing that of why they would fake it is apparently, according to Philip Class, right? He's, like, the big skeptic and, like, the big bad guy in this all. Just mm-hmm. YouTube, Philip Class, and you'll see why, whatever, right? Uh, but I guess, like, the working theory is, if you're not a believer of this story, is that they were falling behind schedule on this contract that, you know, if they didn't fulfill this contract to get all the, the trees cleared and whatnot by a certain time, Mike Rogers was going to have to pay... Uh, you know, the National Forestry Service, which is the fucking U.S. government, was going to have to pay him an, an exponential amount of money. But it doesn't make any sense because they didn't finish either way. And they, you know, wasted five days, quote-unquote wasted, looking for, you know, Travis. None of the guys would go back, you know, to finish the job. He had to scramble, I guess, to, you know, get another set of people to, you know, go and help him or whatever. And I know that it's thrown out there, too, that there was like an act of God clause, like in case you can't finish the job uh, because an act of God, you know, uh, you won't be penalized for this. No, like straight up, like nobody at that time believed his story. So, I mean, he had to take it on the chin regardless. So it's like to me, it's like it doesn't make sense that they would fake it or attempt to fake it. When it's like you're saying something so crazy, you know, <laughs> that that happened. At yeah. that point, if you wanted to fake it, like, Travis should have gone missing for more than five days to make it believable to where yeah. it's just like, hey, dude, we're going to forgive this contract. Like, we're not going to have to, uh, we're not going to, you know, make you pay a fine or whatever. Then he magically shows up. If that happened, then yeah, you got a point. But no, it was like five days. They didn't know where Travis was. The ground wasn't disturbed. Something happened. Yeah, I I did hear that, and I think last podcast talks about that a little bit. I just think that I agree. I think that that's one that's a really far stretch for like something that doesn't even get accomplished. It doesn't even sound like Mike Rogers tries to take that road, like the Act of God clause right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> mercy streak, dude. I'm off the hook because <laughs> it's like it doesn't even sound like that's really what he was pushing. Like he might have, but like it wasn't like. Like he was saying, like this is my this is my out right here. Like I, yeah. I need that act of God clause to kick in real quick. Plus, you got seven or six other guys with their with their finances on the line as well. Like I don't know about you, yeah. but I'm not willing to gamble my fucking livelihood to like save his ass kind of thing. Yeah, it's so. like oh, I guess we're faking an alien story. Like yeah, <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, another theory that gets floated out there that this is uh, fake is false memory syndrome. I guess in October 20th of 1975, NBC aired the UFO, the UFO incident, a made-for-TV movie inspired by the Benny and Barney, Betty and Barney Hill 
you know, incident, which we'll cover sometime. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it aired actually two weeks before Travis Walton's UFO incident. Again, Travis Walton and his brother, huge UFOlogist, if you will. Um, but they say that he might have seen that. That was implanted in his mind. And whatever really happened, he that just kind of got overlaid to what really happened. What really happened? I don't know. But something had to have happened. And that's like why when you get like that hypnotherapy, that's why you get, you know, this elaborate alien abduction story. Because there is a lot of similarities, especially with the aliens with the Betty and Barney Hill uh, encounter. Um, my only problem with that, though, is is that you have the six other witnesses. If there was if it was a false memory, you know, syndrome, how do you explain the other guys <laughs> yeah. and what they saw like that to me like that that. If it was just if it was just Travis alone in the woods, then yeah. Yeah. But if not, if you didn't have those six other guys, I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough one for me to believe as as well. Just because I agree, I I I do believe in like false memory syndrome. I think that you can the chupacabra. Yeah, the chupacabra lady who like saw a thing and then it's like that's what I saw. There's even an episode of the X Files where like people's fear develops to like whatever and like everybody describe like some people describe Freddy Cougar, some people describe <laughs> a a werewolf, and it's just like. Um, by the way, that episode's called X Cops. It's the best X Files episode. Go watch it tonight. It's on Hulu, probably. Anyways, nice. um, but um, I do think that that is something that is possible. But I just don't think it fits this case. Like, it just doesn't mm-hmm. fit the, the narrative. I do think that, you know, if you tell a kid like, "Oh, your your dad played for the fucking Yankees, dude," and like <laughs> they grow up believing that, even though their dad probably just played for like the Bakersfield Blaze or something <laughs> like that. Like, like you know, it just you can implant those false memories or something. And and like, but I just don't think that one, those, those five other guys, like somebody, somebody might be lying, but when it's like five guys, six guys all saying the same thing, it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody has to be doing it for some kind of profit. These guys don't even talk to each other anymore. It's not like, Travis Walton is making a killing off his book deals or anything like that. Like I believe he still lives in Snowflake, Arizona. You know, it's yeah. not like he's like out in the fucking Hollywood Hills, like living mm-hmm. it up. Like his story got fucking taken. I mean, mind you, his book, he does ha- get a book, which is you yeah, know, he has highly a book rega- deal. Yeah. But like the book's out of print, you know, it's not like he's it's number one on Amazon or number seventy five mm-hmm. even on Amazon. Like, no, you have to like go to a used bookstore online or in person to get this damn thing. So he's not making, you know, book money off that. He's not getting residuals on it. His story that he got uh, for Fire in the Sky, that got bastardized. So it's not like he's going to get money off of that. The actual person that had to rewrite the story to make it even more sensational, they're the one that gets paid off of it. So it's not like he's he's killing it. He went to Joe Rogan's fucking podcast wearing a fucking Kmart suit. So it's like... I mean, <laughs> like a super baggy Kmart. <laughs> yeah, it is. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, it's it, again, yeah, like it'd be one thing, like if he was just going around like the convention circuit and like, yeah. you know. And I know he has done that. Yeah, which he like, does. Yeah. 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 And but then, but yeah. at a certain point, though, it's like, it's like probably therapy for him. You know, it's yeah. just like he had to endure like decades of people not believing him. Now aliens are like the hot topic and like yeah. the, the most popular podcaster ever, like wants you on his program and whatnot. So, I mean, yeah, fuck yeah, of course, yeah. Like, if somebody, if some, like, I know, like, you don't believe my fucking haunted house story, but, like, if fucking the, the convention circuit came with knocking and they want to hear fucking... Ghost was, Con. Yeah. Jacob, we need you to, on the panel of Ghost Con, dude. <laughs> yeah, if, if they come and knocking, I'm coming rocking down that path, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 
By the way, that house might come up for sale in the next like six months or so. So be on the lookout for the haunted house that Dang. I grew up in. But uh, anyways, Art, I don't know. Do you got anything else? Um, no, I mean, <coughs> I I kind of believe him. I think that he has a really sincere like tone in his voice when you hear him talk. It doesn't feel <coughs> like he's like trying to sell you on it. It it almost sounds like he's not even sold on it. Like he's just like I can't believe this fucking happened. Like yeah, this- like even like, yeah, he talks about that too. Like he goes, I don't believe they were trying to hurt me. I don't think the government is like out there to like cover it up. He goes, yeah, I, I he said everything that he, I said one time he, on that one episode where like what was it, the Truth uh, uh, Brigade or whatever like yeah. that episode was. Uh, but like I even said it too. It's not like the government is gonna release everything that they know about UFOs because it's like. We don't want China knowing about that shit or fucking Iran. Yeah. And like Travis said the same thing. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm a skeptic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think in the Joe Rogan episode where he talks about like Joe asked him, like, so what'd you do? And he's like, I picked up this this like rod and like I, I swung it at him and he's like, What was the rod? What what, what was that? And he's like, I don't know. It was just like a glass rod. I didn't really look at it. I was more like concerned about like <laughs> fighting these guys off, which is like to me, that's a better answer. Like, maybe he's had time to think about it, but like, like that to me is like, yeah. If you're in a moment like that, you just like, if a fucking bear just broke through the door right now, I probably wouldn't be like, oh, well, which one of these is gonna be the best to like fight <laughs> off a bear? Like, I'm probably just like fucking throwing whatever I can. Like, yeah, it's a you know panic situation. Like, you're you're just trying to survive. It's one of those things that just make me believe him even more. Like it's like he he's told that story. He hasn't deviated from that story. Like he's not trying to like retrofit it to yeah. make it be sexier for modern times yeah. or anything. I mean, that's like one that. of those things that like you know when we did that like the T V broadcast hijackings or whatever, and then there was like the one that was like, Oh, my name is Zutron from like yeah. Planet Whatever and it's like, dude, come on, that's the biggest bullshit thing or whatever. Yeah, like a British accent and all this shit. <laughs> like that to me is just like get the fuck out of here, dude! Like fucking British accent, eight like Obi Wan Kenobi's up there, like fucking <laughs> telling you to like love each other, like. <laughs> and that's one of those things I really like about like, <coughs> this case. Like, it seems like the aliens didn't give a fuck. Like, it's like whatever, dude. Like, whatever happens to you guys, it happens to you guys. We're just we just feel bad that we hit this guy. Like, we yeah. just hit, ran over a dog, kind of thing. We admire his strong mustache. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Like, we can't grow that. Like. Cool, cool case, cool case. I I got to listen to the full Joe Rogan podcast episode. Um, again, I recommend that High Strange podcast because if you're interested in like UFOs, paranormal stuff, that podcast has been like amazing. So yeah. So uh, with that said, guys, um, I just want to say this too. I know I said it like on the Patreon, and if you follow us on the um, uh, you know the Instagrams of social media, I know I posted it on Easter, but. I did lose my mom last week. That's why we skipped uh, last week. Um, we ha- we haven't missed a show uh, in like damn near six years of doing this podcast. But life hits and it hits hard. So I mean, if this part, po- I mean, I thought this was a really good episode. I didn't know um, how well it was going to be. I didn't know if we were going to get halfway through it and I wasn't going to be able to continue. Um, but we did. We soldiered on. Um, but I'm glad we did. Um, because not only do do I enjoy providing entertainment for people who listen and whatnot and sharing cool stories and hanging out with my best bud over here, but it is therapeutic um, to, you know, forget about all the, the woes of the world and whatnot. And, 
and do this and look up things that I normally wouldn't look up, you know, and do research on. And uh, I got to say, I really appreciate doing this for nothing else than just that, just to take a break from everyday life and whatnot. So uh, thank you, Art, you know, for being right here by my side during this difficult time, uh, trying to keep it together and whatnot. So I just want to put that out there, guys. If I, if we sound a little more somber than usual, that's why. So uh, head on over to the Patreon and you'll see more uh, in detail, you know, what we pretty much have both been going through, <laughs> like, you know, with all of this going on. But uh, with that said, uh, thank you, Art. Tell your mom when you're boo-boo too. I guess I'll tell your mom when you're boo-boo too. Charlotte was Jack Michelle was boring. Uh, and guys, if you want to talk about the Travis Walton alien abduction, fire in the sky case, guys, hit us up on all the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America. Except for Twitter, we are at Art and Jacob Do A1. Because God bless you, Pastor Pam. Although you loved yours, you love yourself some A1. Because goddamn, I know you. That is just how a steak is done per Pastor Pam. But anyways. If you want to help support this podcast, I know I mentioned it earlier, uh, head on over to the Patreon over at patreon.com slash Art and Jacob Do America, uh, where we uh, put a bonus episode together for you guys for your listening pleasure every single week. So go on over there, donate $1, donate $10, donate $5, donate $15 like Alejandra and Jesus Gutierrez do. So uh, shout out to you guys for helping us out with that. Uh, but if you want to just donate $1, you'll get a bonus episode every single week as well as access to we're like almost at 150 episodes on that program so that is another podcast unto yeah. itself where we, we we pick a topic here and we you know we'll bullshit it you know like whatever wikipedia says and yeah. whatnot but over there we get a little bit more real you know i you know put out a patreon last week explaining you know basically what i just did you know more in depth of what happened you know with my mother and whatnot and then the aftermath of that was this week with with art, uh, so very emotional. We get on there, very real. That speaking of Joe Rogan, we get more. It's more loose there. It's more comical there. More more times than not, it's not yeah, all sad yeah. puppy dog shit. But uh, we get we get we get we get funny on there. We get we get a little bit weird, you know. <laughs> it's uh, a little off the wall, a little. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to off you, the record, dude. yeah. There you go. So if you like us here you'll love us over there at the Patreon. So head on over there. Uh, if you want to support us in any other way, guys, head on over to the official website at artandjacobdoamerica.com. Follow the merch links where we currently have four four designs up there. We should probably <laughs> do that Team Jacob one. Yeah. And I, we always have, like, weird ideas, and this never comes to fruition. But fuck it, whatever. We got four We got four for that ass. So head on over there, buy something. Um support us there and it's not so much to help us monetarily as we probably see 75 cents uh per you know transaction over there and so it's not about the money uh, but it's more about the advertisement so if you're out in the woods chopping trees down with an illustrious mustache like the brawny man uh and the aliens abduct you and they see that art and jacob do america t-shirt that you're wearing or hat or visor or uh, i'm pretty sure they have uh uh chainsaw cover with our logo on it <laughs> the aliens will see that and they'll listen to our podcast and become fans and spread the word all over the cosmos if you will so that helps us tremendously when you do that because you are a walking billboard if you will uh but if you want to hear other great podcasts guys um head on over to podbelly.com where we are we are official members of the podbelly network uh check out our boys over at the sofa king podcast they did this episode 
Uh, they I, did? I didn't listen to it. I listened to it. You have to like go to their website more or less because it fell off their, their yeah, iTunes. Wiki. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but you know, Dave, who was on this show talking about his alien abduction, uh, kind of felt like he, he thought <laughs> Travis's story was not credible. So if you want a different perspective, check out our boys at the Sofa King Podcast as well as Hillbilly Horror Stories and Robots for Eyes. But with that said, guys, I ain't got nothing else. You got anything else? No, that's it. So goodbye. And good night. Good night.